So, uh, got this thing going on right now. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've heard of viral videos, but it seems like the whole world is going viral mm. now. What's up with that? Yes, the whole world is a viral video. One of the classics. Yeah. One of the, uh, like, probably like lightsaber guy, kid, or maybe like one of those other ones where, the, uh, you know, uh, Afro Ninja, when he falls and he... he that's what I think this world is like. If we're like viral videos, I'd say we're like Afro Ninja. We think we're doing great, and we fall, and we uh, our head doesn't work, and we have to walk away. Yeah, I definitely think it's like a lightsaber kid. I would definitely compare it to lightsaber kid, uh, mostly because everybody's tripping all over each other. Uh, you seen these grocery stores? They're crazy, man. Well, I hope it's nuts. I, I hope they're not tripping over. Um, each other because there should be six foot of distance in between the people yeah let me tell you what they're not tripping over any toilet paper because there isn't any in the store oh no that's uh that's a very big truth right now that's uh that's in the news it's in the real life too i've noticed in the real life when we go to a store that there's (laughs) i mean good luck yeah good luck wiping your butt the only tp we have over here is my name taylor patrick Ooh, i um yeah it's like uh it's nuts. I like hope you pre-ordered a bidet two months ago because <laughs> you're not getting one today. Uh, bidet, uh, bidet, any time is right for uh, getting your butt wet. I'll tell you what. Um, if this, uh, you know, the way this election is going and this whole coronavirus thing, I might have to vote for Joe Bidet. Oh gosh. Hey, at, at least, least he's going to keep my butt clean. Yeah, that guy does know how to handle butts, doesn't he? Because he's a big old butthead himself. Yeah. Oh, man, I see what you're, what you're doing there. Okay, yeah, well, okay. Well, I mean, maybe if uh, maybe if butts are, like, really hairy, he would sniff them because he really likes sniffing hair, from what I heard. Rest in peace, Robin Williams, friend of the show. I thought you were going to say rest in peace, Joe Bidet. Oh, no, I we're, he's not dead yet. He's dying, but uh, <laughs> uh, no. I I mean, yes, we're gonna talk. Okay, guys, guess what? We're not this a is political a special... show. Hey, but quarantine is political. You know, sometimes you gotta. You know, we're all stuck in this together. Hey, we're all stuck here, and I'm just wasting away again in Quarantinaville. What is this day seventy two? Oh, I don't know. Have we been here two months, two weeks, a year? I have no idea. Help me recollect. I can't figure it out. It feels like a long time, and it feels like I'm going crazy. A little bit. But it seems like it might be all internal because I keep sleeping, and then I don't know what's real and what's not. What's the dream world? What's the dreamscape, and what is the reality? I couldn't tell you because I'm doing the same thing. Um, I did wake up this morning. I made some French toast. I'm... uh, Sipping on a uh, Carlsberg right now. A what? Uh, Carlsberg, a lager from. Uh, they are. Uh, oh, I saw that giant show, but not a sponsor. Um, it's uh, Danish. I saw that bright green on this can, and I thought it was uh, something else. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we'll yes, we'll talk about this quarantine. We'll talk about this coronavirus, whatever. But you know, let me let me just get real for a second. Because uh, I, I, I want to just get the bad news out of the way, okay? Um, the other day, I was realizing that something is amiss. Something is awry. I look outside my window, and I feel some strange energy. I feel a car passing by me, but I say, no, 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 it's not that. And as I'm looking outside, I notice that there's a little girl across the street all by herself. 
and I say, hey, are you doing okay? Like a little girl. She's a little girl, like four, five years old or something, right? Across the street. Nobody else is on the street because we're all quarantined up, baby. And I'm looking across the street and I can't leave my house because we're supposed to be in quarantine, right? So what do I do? I start yelling at the kid. Hey, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? And I start yelling at this kid and this kid doesn't respond, right? They just keep looking off. They just keep looking up into the sky and just looking away. And I say, hey, are you okay? And uh, guess, guess, guess what happened? What happened? No, what? that's not what happened. <laughs> what happened was her mom ran up to her and said, why are you running away from me? Uh, you know, the, like that Hoobastank song. And, and why are you running away? She she said, me? "Why are you running away from me?" And I and I mm-hmm. was gonna chime in and be like, "Excuse me, excuse me." I I saw her. She walked, and uh, I don't know where you were, so I was talking to her, right? And as I say this, the little girl smacks her mom up against the face. Whoa! She says, "Social distancing," <laughs> and she runs away. Sick. <laughs> how how old was this girl? Did she say she was a quarantine? No, she was a quarantine preteen for sure. Oh, okay. But um I'm not the I'm not the kind of person who goes and checks these things, hey, James. 18/19, please. <laughs> Man, you know how how upsetting it is sometimes like back when I was a kid, I, I kept saying like Oh, I'm 18 when I was 17 because I was so close, right? And I would just mm-hmm. tell people that I was 18. You were so close. I was so close. You know how much trouble I got in when I would be like, oh, I'm 17 and three quarters. And, and everybody kept trying to give you cigarettes. I mean, they kept trying to give me cigarettes. They kept trying to give me sex. They kept trying to give me uh, drinks because they said, hey, just pretend that we're in a different state and that you're 18. You can drink beer while you're 18 in this state. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, in this state that I'm actually in right now, sir, in reality, sir, I said, it doesn't work that way. So I'm in California and I don't want to live in another state, except I do because we're in Santa Clara County, which has the biggest rate of infected people. Mm. I was in, uh, oh, uh, welcome to Inside Jerks. Ah, welcome to Inside Jerks, where we've got the uh, uh, plastic sheet-lined hallways, uh, and the carpets are uh, all clean with Lysol, and we are all wearing masks in this place that we call. (laughs) We're inhaling borax dust from the carpet when we walk on it. Um, All the windows are boarded up. Uh, This is James. I'm here with Taylor. I'm Taylor. Um, But going back to that, I was in uh, Florida when I was 19, and they would just serve me. Yeah, they would serve me. I wasn't living there. I was just visiting there. Mm. But the bars would serve me beer, um, which was, like, extremely irresponsible of them because um, I had... um, purple rubber bands on my braces in my mouth <laughs> and i was a very little boy <laughs> i've always had a child's face but like i had the slightest scruff of facial hair on my chin but they were somehow still serving me so like i mean bad on them <laughs> well i mean Purple is one of those colors, though, so the fact that you had purple bands on, maybe they're like, hey, this guy's got some style. It's not like a bright green or some sort of, you know, Nickelodeon color. Neon or, like, several different colors. Yeah. I did wear a lot of purple shirts, too, so maybe it was just, It just blended in. The bands were camouflaged, and they couldn't see Yeah, my eyes are purple, too, so they probably didn't even notice the braces. They were like, whoa, cool eyes, man. And then he said, what do you mean I don't have any ice you're the one who should have ice you're the bar 
Um, so what's going on other than that, Taylor? You sleeping a lot? I'm sleeping a lot. I'm Not much. Uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm getting some artworks going. Uh, I'm I'm watching. At this moment in time, right, right now, there's the documentary series The Tiger King on Netflix, which uh, talks about Joe Exotic, a complete freak of the industry uh, that you would call uh, exotic animal stuff. It's pretty fucking weird and great, and the story just keeps unraveling and getting crazier and crazier. So, you know, uh, surrounding myself with... uh, nothing and watch my my human interaction consisted yesterday of, of six hours of being around this crazy man um i don't know i'm going a little bit i was about to say going a little bit honky but that's every day this is this is how bad it's gotten well, i can't even put honkies, i can't even so. put the words together i can't put sentences together that makes sense in any sort of way but in my mind it makes, it makes sense. sentence well but yeah i they said they said, you know, you probably don't want to, look, don't accept free fruit. And our roommates keep coming over and they're bringing free fruit. And they say it might be like infected. I, I don't know. I don't know how long an apple is going to stay infected anyway. It's an apple. It's got skin on it. It's fine. But it's uh, only, we'll see what happens. Um, it's only airborne for like three hours. Um, oh, yeah. But that is, uh, I mean, some flights. Uh, but um, that's a uh, foraged fruit that our uh, roommate is bringing in, like just off of like random trees. Ah, uh, so if it's see, I thought it was some guy putting it in like a basket and being like, "Here you go," and he knew that everybody's no, inf- no, no, he knew that those he was are infected. those are picked picked from trees, so they're probably probably pretty okay. You want some of this? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I've mostly um, contained, huh, contained my uh, fruit consumption to uh, canned fruit. This uh, quarantine. I always said you got it's, nice cans. What can I say? It's pretty uh, soggy, mostly. That's weird. Yeah. I've never just eaten. I don't know. Can. I don't know why they put grapes in any of those because that seems like the least cannibal fruit. Out of anything. The grape thing about grapes, too, is that um, they they sit in there for so long that the skin becomes translucent, and you've got these weird little veins, and so you've got this little jello balls with veins and maybe a little stem on it. The other day, my grape had a stem on it. In I the can? It in the That's can. That's weird. And I, said, and I said, hey, this may be great value, but as far as this I'm concerned- might be great value. As far as I'm concerned- this is kind of gross, is what I said in my head. So you know, you feel like you're eating it, and it's like a parody of that Nirvana song, "Grape Me." Yeah, the bleach did look as if. Um... Wait, what? Grape me, my friend. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> I held my fingers up. He knew no, what was going on. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm I counted gonna, with my fingers to I'm not going to edit any of this. I was uh, giving you a countdown to keep pausing. <laughs> a countdown to keep pausing? Yeah, because the pause was already too long, and I just wanted to let it float out there in uh-huh. the mist for longer. I see, I see. Um, but uh, movies. We've been watching some movies lately. There have been a couple... Yeah, actually, TV too. We both just finished uh, season two of Joe Para talks to you, 
There's um, a Joe talks to you or with you. I think it's talks to you. I think it might be. I mean, you can't talk talks back with to you. Him. Well, he's talking, but he talks with. Mm, he doesn't talk at you. I'll tell you that much. I mean, this is a grammar. This is good grammar that they have on this. Yeah. Um, but no, very good show. Very wholesome. Um, yeah, I really dig that show. What makes it so wholesome? Um, I think it's just that Joe uh, has this way of talking about things that he really, really enjoys what he's talking about. And he's a man of many, many hobbies on the yeah. show. And uh, no, it's just very nice. It's like not directly comedic and it just has this like i don't know i just feel really good watching it mm -hmm. i can't really explain it other than that feels good i don't need even like necessarily i laugh audibly sometimes at it but it's mostly just a feel good after watching it, it. makes me feel good yeah the entire way through it's just even on Spoiler alert, guys! For those of you who haven't gone into season two yet, there's there's a bit of some sadness here and there. Yeah. Uh, but it's wrapped up in just this cozy, depressive blanket that Joe Pair is able to kindness you know, kind of find the silver lining. Kind to depression. <laughs> kind depression. It's not the kind of depression where you beat yourself up and you hate yourself. It's just no. This is okay. I'm just sad right now, and it's okay because I'm not going to be sad. And this will pass, soon. and yeah. everything's fine. And I love never you is what Joe says to me sometimes. Anything. Joe says that to me too. Well, at least I hear it. And he's buff, guys. Oh, another dude, spoiler. He's ripped. He uh, he gets in a bathtub with tomato they sauce. They kissed him with tomato sauce. And he's got big chest and big arms. So you think this meek little fellow is just a nice little boy? No, no, he's a man. Yeah, um, and I was, uh, you know, at the start of the show, I mean, I I felt like I was kind of crushing on Joe Firestone. Yeah. And then I find out Joe Perra is super buff in that tomato sauce, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't stand a chance. <laughs> this dude is a friggin' dork, but he's also, like, the hunk of hunks. I Well, that's why, you know, let me, let me continue with the story that you were laying out and just add something to it, which finishes and, and completes the exact same story that I have, which is I don't stand a chance... Because, or maybe Joe Firestone doesn't stand a chance because I'm in love with Joe. Oh. Para. Yeah. Nice para packs. Oh, man. I'm that guy. I'll, I'll pair a bag of Doritos open and crunch them on top of his chest and eat them, eat the dust mm. off with my tongue. Um, it's been It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. I've kind of... Um, um, honed different directions in my music listening since the last time we spoke. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was already kind of you know total goth boy over here, mm. but I've um, gotten uh, further exploration into the uh, the L.A. current goth scene. Oh man, um, how sweaty we're, is We're going to get back into movies in a bit, but I want to just kind of flip flop movies, music, movies. How sweaty um, is that scene maybe some in L.A.? Uh, very sweaty, very sexy. Um, uh, last year, because um, I don't think we've recorded in 2020. Uh, well, we have a we have a special coming out. We'll talk about that later. Maybe announce what we're going to be doing. Well, I'm just with saying. that, but eh, uh, we'll, we'll think about we'll it. We'll save it. Yeah, but no, it, it's um, 
Yeah, but I've been... Uh, this is a perfect opportunity to get one out because, you know what, we're stuck here, baby. Much like all of you out there, I'm guessing that you're stuck in your homes or what you might call a home, I don't know, but... Yeah, well... When, here we what go, is, here's an episode. What is a house but a, but a home yet to be? Well, every home, no matter... And every dream home, a heartache. Well, exactly. I was yeah. going to say that no matter how dreamy the home is, heartache will always permeate the walls. Yeah, I'm just glad we're like almost a week in here and like no one's gotten like mad at anybody. We're a week in. <laughs> we're getting it's, along it's pretty good. encroaching the weekend and... Um, we got seven of us in this house. And things like, are fine. We did talk yeah. about stats at one point about this uh, this whole whole uh, outbreak thing, with, uh, mm, and somebody said, "I don't want to hear it anymore," and they walked away and they slammed their door. It was it wasn't <laughs> like a slam slam. I don't think it was angry. It was just like, no, just I'm tired of this. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're just totally fine. Which is, you know, you're not coming to this podcast to hear about that shit anyway. So we're done talking about it. All right, there's not going to be. Much like your bank, we are monitoring the situation so you don't have to. I'm quarantining the jokes to my, my my body. I'm not gonna let them out. Um, so what kind of music? Yeah. Um, well, there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of groups. Uh, if I can name a few. Um, so you're talking goth the, now. If yeah. you're talking goth, is this a specific specific uh, version of goth? Is this a specific like sub subgenre? Um, well, in the 80s, how would you the describe 90s, these there was things? EBM, electronic body music, mm. and this is the equivalent of what that is. But I feel like the general consensus is that that genre is like trapped within those decades. Yeah. Um, so we probably won't get a true, um, like I'm not one to do genres. So I would just say like dance goth, electronic dance rock. goth. Um, but I've dark, heard, uh, dark wave dance goth, <laughs> grave rave, grave rave. A good one. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, I mean, some artists of note, the soft moon, they, mm-hmm. they're kind of on the noisier side. I've been digging their stuff. Um, and there's a now lot noisy, do you mean distortion or do you mean, uh, you know, actually like super abstract noise or what do you mean? Um, by there's some white noise thrown in there and distortion and, um, like, um, it, their stuff isn't necessarily towards a dance beat. It's kind of got this like weird, like electronic psychedelic flair to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also, um, I mean, there's a lot of bands, but there's two that are like on top and just like destroying right now and give i'm me, sure there's i'm sure there's other bands lay but, your two across my ears um, well it's two of my favorite releases from last year mm-hmm. uh boy harsher mm. an album called careful it's very very good mm-hmm. very like foreboding extremely sexy like very well like sexy and it's foreboding i mean i'm down yeah <laughs> Um, Let me tell you, ladies out there, I'm down for boating. Okay, no, no, not like that. <laughs> I'm. Ta- I wish it was the summer and we were on a boat. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Houseboat, like dance music. House. Houseboat. Houseboat. Write this down. Luckily, I have a cellular telephone on me. I can't write it down. I only have one hand to use right now. Dang it! Oh yeah. James, keep talking about that music. I know how that goes. One hand on the phone. 
Um, uh, the other one would be Panther Modern, who is uh, from um, from the uh, the Ashes of Sextile, which I guess they're mm. still doing stuff. Um, yeah, it's but not they're um, like yeah. Dead, I mean, right? their bass player passed away, and I think they just took a long hiatus. But um, but yeah, one of the the guys from Sextile, especially Sextile's last EP, there was a there's a track at the beginning and a track at the end that are like full electronic. Sure. And that is much more what he is doing now. That's called Panther Modern, and he's doing this like all encompassing thing of like um like visuals and along with the music and mm-hmm. he's even getting into like some VR stuff and 3D animation and man it's spectacular the music is so good like i would describe you know both boy harsher and um panther modern as like what you would hear in a dance club in blade runner sure like unironically like not even trying to sound like that it's like if we were living in the world of blade runner this is the kind of music that would be made in it it's a pretty good way of putting it i think yeah, that's good stuff. It's 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 maybe not as uh, Arabic influenced as the song that you hear when it's "Watch her as she takes the pleasure from the serpent." But uh, any of m- any of my blade heads out there understand where I'm coming from with that scene. Oh, yeah. She got sparkles on her. It's not so much that. More harder. More more like like you see those uh, those guys with the mohawks and their fucking weird sunglasses they're walking around at night wherever they're ending up you know wherever these punks these cy- these literal cyberpunks in those movies wherever they're ending up this is where that's where the good stuff is that's where yeah. that's and where sex panther lies and it's like uh, when you think about the term cyberpunk it's always um it's always something where they're like trying to achieve this certain look about something or this certain mood but when you really think of like cyberpunk it would be punk music that's super heavy like all synthesizers and everything Mm -hmm. like that so it's like truly what what the true definition of cyberpunk would be that's what i would call this and not like you know something characterized as like you know oh yeah i have a mohawk but it's neon like Mm -hmm. yeah it's not derivative. Right. It's uh, true to form. It's dark and sweaty and people's hairs are dyed black. Yeah. And it's fresh dye and you might still have a little bit of a dripping from your scalp because you're sweating in this club. Absolutely. So how about this, James? Mm-hmm. It's rather dystopic right now. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'm not talking about anything in particular, but uh, what I've seen in this world... Uh, it's rather dystopic, and at the same time, uh, I'm on vacation for a little while, and I was w- I was thinking about this. It's like uh, I want to put visual and audio art together so well. I just want to start making weird. Gee, just tell me what to draw. I'll make it gross, and I'll send it to you, and then you'll say, "Ooh, that sounds like this," and I go, "Ooh, this sounds like that," and then we look at each other and we hold hands. And we and we make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually did make a. Um, what? I made a list of movies to put on, like silently while I'm making music in oh, order yeah. to inspire music, put me in a certain mood. And um, yeah. I'm sure we've gone over some of these, but I can like. I mean, if you want to feel the kind of mood that I'm trying to go for, mm-hmm. I can give you my list. 
I mean, I know what's going to be on this list, but hey, for those out there, I mean, I don't know, but I can, I have a very good guess. I have a very well-informed guess. I'll tell you that much. Give them to me straight. Um, Death Spa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chopping Mall. Yeah. Um, Eraserhead. Mm. Altered States. Um, Cronenberg's Crash. Uh-huh. Um, the Love Witch, which I know mm-hmm. we both love that movie very well. Rich. We've talked about it on a previous. Uh, uh, we talked on a previous. Well, you might call it an episode. We talked on a previous. Yeah. Previous up. Previous Previous um, Ichi the Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead or Alive. Also, so you're going uh, to some bright colors with this violence and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I th- feel like you need. Um, I mean, there's definitely some neon going on mm-hmm. with this, you know, this kind of thing. The like, neon thing is overly played out, though, in so many yeah. ways. There's a, there's a time and a place for neon, and I don't think people understand. Well, I want the music to, like, um, you know, the lighting of a Refn film would mm-hmm. work with this music. Um, Vanilla Sky, of course. Mm. Um, and Tokyo Gore Police, which we haven't talked about on the show. No, but no Liquid Sky on there. Um, oh shit! All right. I mean that movie. Good, good. Encapsulates so many bits and pieces of those films that were just listed. I'm sorry, you were saying. Um, but no, those are just some things I just want to like play on mute while mm. I'm making music, and maybe just putting them on mute will like force me into doing something with it. I've been. Getting into a habit of listening to way too many podcasts, mm-hmm. and I feel like I always need a podcast in my ears due to that. Um, so, yeah, I need something to, if I stimulate myself visually, then I could sit in one spot, mm-hmm. and then will kind of force me into this, like, okay, I need something to go along with what I'm watching. So just kind of like reverse engineering music out of what I'm looking at and like lack of stimulation. Speaking of such, how has the physical stimulation been? During the quarantine? Don't say it. During... No, don't say the... Don't during say the, the Q-Zone? You can't say... Ooh, okay. In the Q-Zone? Um, it's been okay. Oh, cool. I've been washing myself in the shower. That's nice. I mean, I usually Lucky. do, but... I ran out. Of shower? Mm-hmm. Do you need soap? No. Ran out of touch. You have no skin on the inside of your hands from washing so much? No. Am I leading you into a joke here? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I feel like I can feel my brain sometimes. (laughs) Like, slowing down. Well, like when you stick your finger in your ear too far? Yeah. It goes too far and it presses those certain spots so that I make a sound like, like this. And I say, how did that happen? Oh, I pressed my brain. What the heck? Um, it's been interesting. I'll tell you that much. But okay, movies. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you know, as we're still... T- speaking of movies and colorful yeah. movies, yeah. there was a movie recently that that this is your first time watching. It. It's a slow pickup. Uh but it's it's released by a certain production company. And guys, yes, the photograph that you see on this episode, it's real. 
And if you don't figure it out, maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But at this point right now, if you can't figure out what we're talking about, just keep listening because we're going to talk about it later. But hey, you just watched Midsummer. Yeah. We both watched Midsummer and we did it in an interesting. It's my first viewing. Um, and it, it's my first viewing on mushrooms. So yeah, we did eat a little bit of mushrooms. That enhanced it a bit for me in certain certain areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a very dark movie for how bright it was. I wasn't. Um, from what I heard about it, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of. Um, like. I mean, old people violent death? violent imagery oh yeah i was expecting it to be more straight up and then or like visceral or like one scene where it was like real fucked up but this was basically like green inferno but all the white people are doing the torture mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh it's something else ari aster has this uh capability to to really capture moods in such a way and yeah as much as i appreciate uh hereditary it didn't really do it for me and when i saw this one the first time i liked it a lot more and i like this idea of taking what is essentially kind of a horror movie and throwing it into a space that is lit with sunlight the entire time um and it, and there's this this extra quality this production value and stuff that they have production uh the costuming and set design and stuff like that is so on point and it really just ties everything together and I'm only this more excited about what comes next from this guy but god damn dude you've done a great job at just I mean this is this is exactly what I want in my horror these days was just psychedelia that that really plays into the what is happening to your mind and and having characters who are the analog for the audience and so it's like we're in their heads and just reeling from this strange out of touch just uncomfortable yeah it definitely it definitely captured the and not just because i took a microdose of mushrooms before watching it um but it captured the like confusion of certain psychedelics especially mushrooms i mean that is the primary primary drug taken in the in the film the visuals are perfect it's um, so subtle too yeah the waving of things the way things are growing every and then once yeah while. or there's like a bunch of flowers and one of them just keeps opening up yeah. like a mouth it's perfect um, yeah it was i liked it a lot it was um and like the way the imagery is used in like um like certain scenes of the movie i don't want to like spoil anything about Please it don't. but it's the way um, things transition to one point to another oh, yeah. and like certain images from earlier in the film being just dropped in into the frame mm-hmm. of like what's currently going on was like very strange and out of place, but also like exactly like that, like all this idea of that, like all time is happening at once. Temporal spaces. Yeah. yeah confusing. Absolutely. I, I, especially with the sun being out the entire time, basically, is it throws everything into out of whack. Yeah. And it's a perfect movie for these times of uh, understanding mental stability as much as we can. Yeah. And when you don't have like any structure or anywhere to be, time doesn't exist at all. Nope. And I don't really like it's definitely one of those things I feel like on vacation because I'll be up and like 
partying until like three in the morning yeah. and then I just wake up at like like eight or nine in the morning and like, OK, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to get into too many vacation habits, such as getting up at nine in the morning and then just like chugging a beer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't but do that. I haven't really been doing much of that. It's mostly been um, staying up, listening to a podcast, playing games on my phone until like five in the morning and then waking up around one or two. Which I don't really see any problem with no, that. No, it's it's absolute leisure right now. Yeah. I feel like like um, oh, th- th- at least this is what I'm telling myself so that I don't go completely mad. But th- I the understanding of like no, there's nothing to do. You really don't have much to worry about at all right now. Like just chill, do what you got to do, be in your own space, and just like yeah, listen to things, watch some things. I found my old Game Boy. I'm playing Tetris. I'm drawing and such. Like, yeah, it's like um. I mean, this is a time huge lesson to in slowing down. Keep yourself relaxed. Oh yeah, because at the beginning of whatever this is that I'm not going to talk about during the beginning of Q's are Q- we there's a point where God I God damn I want to go to laser tag right now. I think I might have laser tag guns. But they don't really work too well. Hmm. We should run over to Target and get some laser tag. I was thinking about getting Nerf. Well, because it's Nerf or nothing. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Well, you didn't say it. Yeah. Or we can, I mean, we can one-up it in Airsoft, so we actually get hurt a little bit. Ooh. Okay. Although Target's actually open. Yeah, I don't think Bass Pro would be open. Yeah, or um, Big Five or something. Yeah, no sporting goods stores are going to be open now. I don't have any Airsoft. I have plenty of Airsoft BBs, but I don't have Airsoft. I do have Red Rider BB gun. You cannot shoot me with a Red Rider. Look, you put a couple t-shirts on and it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. No. You get one of those Hanes beefy tees. You're going to pop one of my canned grapes. Mm. Canned grapes. Yeah, they do look similar again with those little veins mm-hmm. and like the the paleness, the veins and like what looks like a little stem growing out of yeah, it. Yeah, so like other movies, um, we did watch one um, the other day uh, that I would consider pretty goth. Um, oh, a that's a that's a movie that I might very wanna... like. Um, I'd throw that movie on if you, if if I were making music. Yeah, um, we're talking about lose. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm thinking I of mean, another one. Oh. Thinking about another goth one. Because um, that was like, uh, man, that filmed on 16 millimeter. When did that come out? Last year? Mm-hmm. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. I think it was Something like that. 2018. Man, that movie looks great. Ugh. Yeah, lighting's super good. It has that weird, like, very pale color, uh, reminiscent of Cronenberg. I, well, the like, 60 millimeter feels very Argento. Yeah. In a way. And the way that they have this lighting and the way that they have the this the the set decoration with the fog that they throw in here. And I, you know, I, I want to kind of go into explaining the movie, but I can't really. It's, it's, this is an experience of a movie where you don't know what's going on. You just have to follow where they're leading you and at certain points there might be flashbacks that are shown but you don't know if these are flashbacks that are true or in someone's mind or actually happening in reality at the same time it's very weird and very very intense yeah and it also deals with um yeah that same kind of thing of like 
hypnotism all all time happening at once mm-hmm. like there's oh I mean, yeah there's flashbacks but it's like everything's all happening concurrently instances of time are interacting with each other and and lines are being repeated through hypnotism too yeah. it was very like i got kind of a because of the repetition i got this kind of like there's a weird mixture of like yeah argento cronenberg mm-hmm. and like harmony corinne too it was sure. very like like tossed all together in a way that seemed you know very new and fresh and yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. I guess uh, that director um, has a couple other um, has a couple other short films that are a little bit shorter than that. I mean, this one's about an hour. Yeah, um, for I a feature film, it was fairly quick, but it, it it was exactly what it needed to be. It was taut. It was, yeah, it I think there were the other ones are about forty minutes long. But sure. yeah, I would definitely want to check those out as well. Same here. And, you know, I feel like an asshole because I didn't even research uh, who the director is right now. In my mind. It's okay. People can find in it. In my mind, I don't know. But it's Luz. It's not Luz. It's Luz as in Spanish L-U-Z. Light. Yeah. L as in Larry. U as in Underbite. And Z as in Zebra. And I raise my eyebrows as if I said it like a real true fancy man. Uh, no, the the other movie that I was thinking of, and this is the movie that I think would be great to put on your list of things to have mm-hmm. flashing in your face as you're pressing some butts, is uh, that's what they call buttons in the biz. I don't know. Oh if you yeah, it. I know. I mean, I know you know, but I I, I'm in the biz, so yeah, I'm in the buzz biz. You but, press butts, but biz, buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, and you know, you press butts, and it and it it feeds. It's a, it's maybe a MIDI controller that goes into software, but the butt itself is hardware now we watched hardware oh richard stanley's hardware which was very weird it was perfect in so many ways and then it gets really fucking weird and then like you were saying we're watching this it's like we keep turning to each other like i don't think this movie is very good yeah i i remember looking at there was like one point where I'm like, this is fucking stupid and then it just turns again it's like oh shit like it it had the so art of many the film is perfect yeah like every time you're like this what am i even watching it like turns and does something like really unexpected and really cool like and as soon as you're like as soon as you're gaining entrance interest it lo- loses you again and then as soon as you realize that you've lost interest it gains your interest again it's like you're just getting like like pulled into and pushed away from the film yeah. constantly which i totally got when we um uh, when we saw Color Out of Space, that was the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, um, especially, I mean, I feel like Color Out of Space did it better, but obviously he's had well higher budget, you know, and it's it's easier to make films these days, and plenty of time to, um, you know, to hone his mm-hmm. hone his craft. Um, hone his Wagner, but that um, that um, like, yeah, Color Out of Space was the same kind of thing, but it was playing with time with that stuff, mm-hmm. and like. You felt totally pulled out of it because Nicolas Cage was going into like 80s, like Vampires Kiss Nicolas Cage and then coming right back into, um, you know, regular Cage. And I'd like, I was just uh, testing out, um, you know, how my computer was playing through this uh, bigger screen here. Mm-hmm. 
and I started listening or watching uh, Color Out of Space, and it was right at the beginning. He was already doing that voice when he's talking to his wife, and I didn't notice it the first time, but he's doing that from the very beginning. It's, he's doing that. He's hokey like, cage, yeah, but at different levels in this movie. Like He's hokey yeah. cage throughout, but it gets more extreme on one end or the other of the spectrum of strangeness. Yeah. Um, and at so- certain times, and now let's talk about Color Out. Let's just talk about Richard Stanley in general here. Color Out of Space, uh, another thing that we watched that I'm sure we haven't talked about because we saw that this year on right. our birthday. Yes. Uh, we both share a, a day between birthdays, basically. Not between we birthdays. We both share a 48-hour birthday. Yes. our birthday. So for our 48-hour birthday, one of the things that we did was that we went out to try and catch this flick, and luckily we, we were able to catch it. Yeah. Color, Color Out of Space, uh, it's on digital now, so go find it. But uh, it's it's pure. If you're the kind of person, look, I I love Cage. Sometimes he's a bit much. As much yeah. and and as much as I can appreciate it, I still think it's a, a bit much and it goes overboard. And the people who love every single inch of him, I think, are a bit wacko. But for me, I completely appreciate what he's doing. But there are certain times where I'm like, holy fuck, this is crazy and weird. And then it makes you realize, oh, because he can go to those lengths. Okay, this is really cool. I do actually enjoy this. Uh, with with color out of space, he does these things where he's a nice he's have he's a character of a nice father and husband, and hey he just talks hey baby, and this is how I'm gonna be talking to you baby you know to his wife and stuff and then he has sex with her and then later he gets freaky and he's like oh yeah it's kind of the same voice but now he's a bit mad and pissed off and it's the same thing but it, it's it's just and then then it goes way more than you think it's gonna go and he gets into that weird surfer dude thing. Uh, you guys uh, just just check it out don't don't you know this isn't going to be a citizen cane of, of flicks i don't think but uh you know hey cameron hey. how's it going cameron what's happening this is our good old q buddy right here oh yeah yeah also in the Q's are here uh keep talking about richard stanley i'll be right back i'm gonna take a, a pee break okay taking a pee break but um yeah, Color Out of Space was very good. Um do you wanna do you wanna hop on mic, Cayman? Wow. Uh yeah, okay. We can uh we were just talking about midsummer. You can uh show your thoughts on that. Hello everybody. So we're here with Cameron right now. It's uh it's me, James. Um so we watched uh Midsummer together the other night. Um what are some yes. of your uh I mean, you've seen it before, but what are yeah, some of your... Yeah, that was the uh, second time. Yeah, oh, you, can, um, uh, you can eat that microphone. You can oh, really closer? Close on it. Yep. Oh, okay. If this is a little better. Oh, wow. Um, I think it's not necessarily like a, a standard horror film. You know, it's definitely... I feel like it really sells to people who are really empathetic and can, like, relate to some of, like, the tragic emotions that, like, the protagonist feels. I don't remember what her name is, but she's great. Danny, Danny yes, in the film. Danny yeah. in the film. Florence yeah. Pugh. Oh, is that her real name? Yeah. She's hot. She's <laughs> She's not bad. Um, yeah, she's uh she's with uh Zach Braff now. Oh, who is that? I don't know who that is. Um, he's from Scroobs. Oh, what's what's Scroobs? Um, yeah. Scrubs or are you guys being funny? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Scroobs. Cool. All righty. Thank you. Um, sure. But, uh, I mean, you can hang out for a bit if you want to roll something up. We'll, uh, oh, I was going to probably do some 
He's going to do some spliff shit. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for hopping in yeah. to tell us. Uh, <laughs> oh, you yeah. can find us on iTunes, Spotify. Um, you find your podcast. Yeah, wherever you yeah. listen to podcasts. Um, and that's for the listener too. In case you're not already listening to this, mm-hmm. you could listen to it. In, in those case places. you were one, in case you wanted to listen to this podcast, you can find us on Spotify. So go out there hey, and check it out. If you got Stitcher, even if you don't have a Stitcher Premium account, you could still listen to us. That's true. Yeah, we're. I mean, hey, we're in front of the paywall. So yeah, we're not. We're not behind it. I mean, sometimes I sit on top of the paywall just to look Humpty over Dumpty over uh, here. Friggin' egg see, boy. Uh, see what I'm missing out on. Yeah, I'm not going to put those pieces back together again, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we can add buttons. What, what would you want to What would yeah. you want to add, button-wise? I mean, I'm just going to add a bunch of fart sounds when you're on mic. <laughs> Ooh, can I get that? Can I get that clean? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Ooh, that's good. Perfect. That's good. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast. Uh huh. Two. Oh, okay. um, I don't know. We have a few. Maybe a baker's dozen plus one. We're on a we're on a podcast network, so you yeah, know, we've got something going on. Uh, maybe two baker's dozens. Buzz buzz. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. It'll be more now, though, because we haven't put out an episode in a very long time, and this one's immediately going out, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of leveling, and it's going out, like, uh, maybe in an hour from now. Oh, dang. Yeah, so, Q-Zone. Uh, w- to let um, you guys know. I'm recording know, on Ableton Live. Yeah. To let you guys know, this will be this available in Cam's an hour. Cam's questions. Cam is asking me questions, and... Uh, I'm on mic and he's not on mic, but it's cool. This episode will he be asked available me what I used in an to record hour, on it, so whoever wants to listen keep to it, talking just, over Taylor uh, while he's uh, for an talking. hour, we'll put it out. Yeah, uh, we're we'll gonna make put sure it that out. it's out yeah, there so that everybody listens out. to it and stuff. But um, if you want to, you can also share it with your friends. But yeah, Color Out of Space. How weird was that movie? It was a strange movie. Body yeah. horror, everything all sliced together. It was oh, goop yeah. and guts. And it was disgusting. There were moments of that movie where I was having, like, I'm not used to seeing that in, like, such, like, HD quality. And there was a lot of CGI, but it looked it really good. good. It was really... It's Nicolas Cage, Cameron. Yeah. It's Nicolas Cage and it's um, HP Lovecraft stories. So, cosmic horror Nicolas Cage bananas. Yeah. It's out on digital, so you can download it and anywhere. It was, it was used very well. Like, there were a lot of shadows in it, so you didn't really see what was going on. And then when it was in light, it was just so gross. Cameron, I bid you the best of luck. Thanks for coming on the pod. Wow, yeah. I didn't know the was like, oh, you're going to do Oh, yeah. Bye, Cam. We love you. Bye. That was Cameron. But, uh, yeah, no. Leia. I like Leia? Oh, ha, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that movie a lot. That was Cameron. Lot. No, that was Cameron. I was talking about the movie. Uh, Star Wars? Leia? No. Color out of space. I mean, also space, star, you know, space wars. Space star. Color out of space wars. That's my band wars. name. Space star? Space star. Speaking of, um... A movie that Color Out of Space reminded me of was uh, the first uh, Carpenter film. Carpenter Brut? No, John Carpenter. 
Which one? Dark Star. Dark Star. You know, I've actually never watched Dark uh, Star. Uh, John Carpenter and uh, Dan O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. And Carpenter went on to do, um, I think, Dark Star was like 77, I want to say. Sure. Uh, Carpenter did Halloween right after that. Yep. And then Huge Dan hit. O'Bannon did Alien. Halloween was the one based around the holiday. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. With uh, Mike Myers from uh, Wind's World. Uh, we are not he's worthy. He's the killer wearing white mask, and uh, he's just as a mechanic with a big knife. You know, there's a really great and, uh, bit. True, True Lies' wife is in it, too. So oh, Dr. True Lies. Films. Yeah, yeah. Or was it Commander True? The, I think it's Commander um, True Lies. Professor True Lies, um, Spy Man, uh, his wife in the movie. You know, the other day James was talking about Professor Fly Lies. And he was like talking about this guy and he was pulling his eyes like so that his eyelids were like, you know, kind of stretched on his eyes. And he's like, hi, I'm Dr. Fly Lies. And he was talking about fried rice. And I didn't understand what he was doing. No, no. I was saying Dr. Fly Eyes. Jeff Goldblum. Ah, Okay, see, I thought it was some sort of, like, racist thing against Chinese people. No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, and then I was um, I was uh, in a plane, but at a much less altitude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I'm a DJ flying this plane. So I was flying low. Man. Flying low. Fly low. Fly low. Well... Captain Fly Low. You know, I wish that he would take up a helicopter license, piloting license, because uh, I think Fly Low would have been a lot better behind the wheel uh, in Kobe Bryant's helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Look, I know we have a huge... You know what's cool about this studio is I look in the corner of this room and I see a fucking cow jawbone with teeth and stuff. And I say, that's cool. And then I look above it and I see handcuffs. But they're like real handcuffs. And I say, I guess that's cool. And I look around here and there's a bike. Um, Just let everybody know I'm eating oatmeal with cocoa nibs. Plain oatmeal. I appreciate you not lip smacking on Mike. That's only when I'm some sort of joke about kink.com and I'm kissing people, <laughs> smacking lips. Not not in the Q zone. Not in the Quasar. Quasar. No kissing allowed. That's been the hardest thing for me because, no you kissing? know, I love kissing. Well, it's tough because my hands are so dry now that when I try and kiss the lips on my hand, on my little fist, ma- you know, you make a little mouth fist. Yeah, no, a lipstick. And you've yeah. got the thumb, kind of eyes, cr- and you make them talk, and you go, like, "Oh, I love you," and yeah. then you kiss it mm-hmm. like this. Well, my hands are so dry that I, it's not, it doesn't feel like lips Use your anymore. Tongue. My tongue? Yeah, spit on it a little. Okay, if I. No, it's still dry. Huh. Hold on. What if I... Now my... Now the kisses taste like apple. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so there's music. There's movies. Yeah. 
we still we have music and movies. And um, yeah, I just wanted to to get a little bit serious here for a bit. Like, um, if you can, if you're able to um, support artists, support musicians. Um, I know we're like a day late on this, but Bandcamp had a thing where they waived their fees. So I hope a lot of people took advantage of that. They weren't taking any fees from artists yesterday. But there's other ways to support artists. I think a lot of artists, if you were to contact them directly via like Instagram and message them, I'm sure they would totally be down for you to just like Venmo them and then they'll send you anything you want. Just let them know what they want, what mm-hmm. you want. Um, I think a lot of very smaller artists very are very cool with that. And that goes for, um, you know, visual artists, musicians, everything. But I think a lot of people would be absolutely cool taking something on up front and just doing a private order because um i know with a lot of places like uh sacred bones had to close their warehouse and they aren't allowed to do any shipping because oh, they're not allowed in their building anymore god damn it <laughs> so there could be you know with the example of that i mean if you're into sacred bones maybe try contacting you know one of their artists i know uh caleb landry jones just came out with a crazy new album mm. um i listened to one track off of it and it's like weird like zappa-esque sort of like lynchian circus music Uh-oh. but also like super like 70s psychedelic rock it's very very weird <laughs> and it's cool well, i that, like it that kid has been directed by cronenberg's son and he has been directed by lynch he has and been directed by Jordan Peele as well. Yes. He's a great guy, this Caleb Landry-Jones. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I didn't know that he had a project uh, working around. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's under his, his own name. But um, Yeah, I'd say reach out to your artists. Reach yeah. out and, and be like, hey, you know, I want to buy something for you. Yeah. From you. Don't t- Okay, you have to cut that out. You have to cut out the part when I no, messed no, up no, and no, I said no, no, buy no, something no, for fine. him. It's fine. I messed up a little bit no. too. No. Okay. Well, I have. Okay. Well, then I guess I. Do we want to do two for two? Two for two. Well, sure. Well, I just wanted to go on the same vein as oh, yeah, yeah. supporting go, go artists yeah, and, yes, and yes, going yes, out yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of things that um, films and such would be released um, in the- theaters, theatrical releases. But a lot of them these days are well. Hey, because of QZAR, let's go and. Uh, release it online digitally um and one of my favorite artists uh walt dorn has his animated film um trolls world tour which is now available on digital so if you guys can go out there and really support the trolls you know i know that anna kendrick uh rachel bloom justin timberlake i know that all these hey, guys there's, would um, there's keenan f- thompson there's some friends of the show in that um the uh, mcelroy brothers are in that you you'd really help them out his if you brother, could his brother and him are in it yeah and if you could just do this for us, if you can go out there and, and really yeah. support the films that really need it and deserve it and, and just, you know, because the, the film industry is tanking right now, guys. It's really hurting them. So Anna Kendrick is hurting. Anakin drinks blue milk. Hmm. So all I got to say is that. But two for two. I say we could probably do it. So, um, 
I mean, I kind of already did a two for two. I mean, we talked about a lot of I films, a lot of musics. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, recommend? Let's see. Well, I... Uh... Yeah, sure. You know what I watched the other day, which was actually pretty interesting, and I'd never seen it because I was a little bit too young at the time, maybe. Uh, it was the uh, it's the documentary Beyond the Mat, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, Beyond the Mat is the documentary that follows professional wrestlers around and through the real tough times and through the good times, and it's uh, was obviously a huge inspiration on Aronofsky's The Wrestler, I'm sure. Uh, but just seeing behind the scenes uh, people just, you know, these old guys getting hurt or like Mick Foley who has a family, who the guy who was mankind back in the day. Uh, he had there a family a, and his, his family is watching him and just not having a good time. Yeah, and, there's a brutal match between him and The Rock and he mm-hmm. just gets his ass kicked right in front of his family. And yeah. He's like actually hurt. He's. He's talked about it afterwards. Oh, he gets he's thrown. Like, he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, way off of this high cage match. Yeah. To the floor, basically. It's it's nuts. So it's, you know, even... I, I, I can appreciate wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan necessarily, but I love the idea of this fun, silly... It's it's all melodrama and and you know there's there's a lot of fun with this shit and everybody does does it for the right reasons. It's not a uh, you know I don't I don't see it as some really big hokey fucking silly thing. I see it as silly, but it's supposed to be silly. And I think the real fans actually get this sort of thing. But even as a a you know not huge fan, I, I'm sure if you had no interest at all in this at all, I, I feel like that you would still get some some things out of it. Uh, see how great my vocabulary is these days in QZAR? Get some things out of it. Yeah. Good thing we're doing this podcast and my brain starts working a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, but Beyond the Mat, Netflix, that's one of mine. That's one of my two. Um, you already did Trolls World Tour. I mean, you might be doing, we might be doing three for two. Well, hey, all right. Let's do it. Three for two. What's your number? What's my number one? Sure. Um... Oh jeez! I mean, I um, I did go over uh, quite a few things on here, but I'm I'm sure I could find something. Um, I'm really excited for. Uh, it's not quite out yet. I think it's going to be out at the end of the month. Uh. Uh, <laughs> um, a new uh, A twenty four movie. What's um, that? Saint Maud. Yes. Um, it's looking pretty cool. I really. This guy just I'm, saw the trailer two days ago. I'm <laughs> trying to watch less trailers, but I did watch the trailer, um, like without sound, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I got I got pretty excited for it. I got some, uh, you know, some goose pimples, and then I popped them. Um, but it, um, yeah, it's looking pretty cool. It reminds me. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me like what you were saying. It kind of seems like a classic A24 thing, so I don't I hope they don't get like put in this um kind of box where like religious horror. All of their movies are like similar, but I'd like to think of it as more of like a like more of a like creepier, more realistic version of something like um, you know the Annabelle series or something mm-hmm. like that, where it's like a more like gritty realism version um, of something that otherwise would be like kind of like a goofy horror movie. Mm. 
I like something along the lines of like Antichrist or something like that. Well, you just reminded me. Um, not so much a goofy horror, uh, uh, more akin to this psychedelic horror that I've been talking about. You know, there 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 are certain movies here that uh, they can get into your head, or it makes you feel um, as if you're you're not in control at all with what's happening with the movie, and you get so engrossed um, that it it becomes fairly visceral. Um, one of my recent favorite horror movies, because you know I've never really been a huge a uh, horror person like I can appreciate it again but I'm not, I, I, the horror wasn't my thing you know uh, but there's a recent one uh, there was a recent movie which was uh, Doctor Sleep with Ewan McGregor and stuff it was directed by the same guy named Mike Flanagan he directed Oculus which came out in 2013 um, this movie I think is on Netflix unless you're a pirate or something maybe uh, yar as they say um uh, this movie is like a fucking, man, it's a trip. These two kids are part of a family, and then in their family, they had this old mirror that's been around since like the 1700s or whatever, and they try and prove that it either is or is not affecting their lives, and it turns into what flashbacks are real, what flashbacks are not, what are flashbacks, what's actually happening right now, what's inside the character's mind, what's actually happening externally to the character, um, it goes back and forth and they're completely out of control what's going on and it feels very uh, cosmic horror in a way because it's just very psychologically twisted and strange and just you you don't know what's going to happen. I highly suggest that. Maybe that might be in my three for three. What's that uh, What's that called again? It's called Oculus. And it has... Uh, yeah. It has uh, Karen Gillan, who's who uh, mm-hmm. all you Marvel heads out there will love from the, the Guardians of the Galaxies movies. She's a purple woman, right? Purple bot. Yeah. Um, so my other one is, um, I haven't seen it yet, also in the upcoming one. Um, I think it was just released. What, are you getting paid for ago. this? You're just promoting things that aren't even out yet? Um, You're saying that they're good and you don't even watch them? No, I'm saying this guy's getting keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes out. Okay, should be good. This one's uh, from our uh, friends of the show, Spectrevision. Seven stages to achieve eternal eternal bliss. Mm -hmm. Um, We got Sam Sam Huntington. You might uh, remember him from uh, Detroit Rock City. Of course, I remember him from that great film. Uh, Kate McKinney as well. Um, The the cast looks uh, fantastic, and it looks like a know fun and weird kind of psychedelic uh you know cult based comedy well you're reminding me another thing to look out for is hey this hey hey we you already did three this I'm is already this is for three both for of us two. hey it's a spectrovision movie that you don't know about four for two no what is this There's a film called come to daddy with elijah wood spectrovision elijah wood's a producer of course too but that's out i think now so let's check it out no, I'm done with my three for three, okay, James? Because look, you don't ever give me enough time for the three for three. It's ridiculous. If you want me to do the three for three, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to just shortchange the people. They've been waiting for this. Uh, they've been wanting to know what I have to say. Taylor, we're in the queues are. I... We're recording three more episodes today. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, guys. Uh, I ha- I have an idea, and you tell me what this should be. Bye. Uh, bye. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow. Yay.